Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Friday afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg this afternoon. The whole gang here in Hattiesburg. That's unusual. Got Fox TV here with us this afternoon. And uh, and uh, Southern Miss pitcher Drew Boyd. So, I mean, we have a full house here in the Southern Bank Corps studio. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And, of course, uh, the Eagle Hour, and we're grateful to them for all they do. Encourage you, if you want a great meal this weekend, take your family to Dickie's here in Hattiesburg, and we promise you will not be disappointed. Coming up a little later in the uh, show, the uh, play-by-play voice of Texas State University as we begin to uh, take a look at the new schools in the Sunbelt Conference and the new upcoming opponents of Southern Miss football this fall, and we'll visit with Texas State University a little later in the show. But right now... As I mentioned, we've got uh, Golden Eagle pitcher Drew Boyd here in the studio with us. And such a great story, Drew. Uh, glad to have you here, first of all. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, we're glad to have you here. And uh, you were telling me before we went on the air that you're 10 days away from going to medical school. So you've got your degree. You were a college athlete. You really symbolize, I think, everything that uh, college athletics are supposed to be about, uh, particularly in this day of uh, likeness agreements and transfers and all that. Uh, You came here, you went to school, uh, you played baseball, and now you're going to be a doctor. Congratulations to you, son. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, Southern Miss definitely gave me an opportunity to succeed uh, more than just on the field. So. And you're part of a fraternity. We we talk to a lot of baseball players, and uh, one thing we we learn is that's a fraternity that you got to play to be a part of. But these guys will be friends of yours the rest of your lives, won't they? Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt about it. There's uh, guys that'll uh, be at my wedding. If my wedding was tomorrow, I don't know how I'd be able to fit all those guys in there. I'd have to uh, find ways to make room for them because uh, they're just guys that I'll have relationships and talk to and be best friends with for the rest of my life. A captain on the team this year, what did that mean to you? Oh, that meant the world. Uh, it's definitely a really humbling feeling because, you know, it is voted on by the team. And uh, early on, that was a goal of mine. You know, I wanted to uh, build that uh, reputation as a leader, you know, and that's just not handed handed out. It's just got to be earned over uh, the course of, of a few seasons. And it was pretty hard, you know, because I just didn't really – play that much my first three years with injuries and covid so it was just a, a very long process but to to end my last year as a team captain was definitely a humbling experience and a great year too what a, what a year put in perspective what this season was like it was unbelievable you know i wouldn't trade it for the world and oddly enough it almost 
I say almost. It could have possibly not happened. You know, I was planning on being at USM for four years and heading to med school after that fourth year. And then COVID hit, and I was basically looking at one full year of baseball if I were to continue on that four-year trek. And long story short, Coach Oz basically convinced me that med school will always be there. You know, I'll have the rest of my life to, to go be a doctor, but this set time to play baseball and hang out with uh, my best friends. And so I did decide to come back for that fifth year. And I seriously cannot imagine how I would be, how I would have handled sitting up there in Jackson while watching all my friends <laughs> host the first, hard, right? the first super regional in USM history. Yeah. And, and he'll also have a whole lifetime, Bob, to pay back his student loans. Exactly. You're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> from, uh, from, uh, coach from Oz, pretty good coach. Yeah, great guy. He's uh, you can't say enough uh, for what he's done for the program. You know, he, me, and Coach Josh showed up to USM at the same time. So my first year was also his first year, and he always is just so harping that he's seen me grow up as a player and as a person. And it's funny because I turn it, I turn it right back around and say the same thing for him. Just see how much he's uh, grown and transitioned into this premier top pitching coach or really just coach in general in the country and you just again you can't really say enough about what he's done for the program drew you grew up in a situation your dad was a was a a a great athlete in his own right several different sports that your dad played at a very high level how did you handle that relationship with your dad say say you never wanted to play sports how did you and your dad get along you turned out being a you know pretty fair player yourself but i'm just saying growing up in a household where your dad had an extensive pedigree yeah well honestly i don't know what our family would have do would do without sports you know it's just how and what i grew up around you know even if we if i wasn't playing we were watching or we were out if we weren't playing baseball, football, or basketball, he was teaching me how to play golf or how to go play tennis. And it's really, I mean, it's not just about being out there and playing. It's about the network of people that you meet. And it's that's some of the most priceless things that you get throughout those experiences. But in the rare instance that you, that you would have a bad game and you, guy would, you guys would be in the car together, you know, did, did he let you just have a bad game? Did he make you begin the conversation? How would you describe that relationship where your dad could put the sports aside and be Drew Boyd's dad? So we did have a very good relationship, and he gave me PTSD of describing that being in the car <laughs> after a game that I did bad on. I can just see myself in the back seat. No, it was rare. And <laughs> I'm talking about the most just generic, non-game-specific topics and then i just know he's going to hit me with a so what did you feel in your swing today like you just weren't and i would had to be like i don't know dad like i just didn't <laughs> i didn't play good today and like i'm just going to work on it and get better and that wasn't enough for him he wanted to figure out every single reason for what i did that day or in that game that resulted in me having a bad game and i just rolled my eyes but i think i'm better for it well i have i had the pleasure of sitting by your dad for the past several years, their suite was right next to where we sat. I'm and, so sorry. Uh, yeah, no, he was uh, he was always calm unless you were pitching. Then I, I noticed he seemed a little edgy and nervous. Then, yeah, he always him and my mom both. They always say they're more nervous when they're watching me than they ever were, you know, playing whatever they were playing back in their day. You know, my, my mom's a very good athlete in the family too, and she's she's. I believe her when she says that she's more nervous watching me than any other time in her life. And 
uh, she says, I'm probably more nervous than you. And I was like, I think about it and I'm like, okay, yeah, you're probably right. Cause at least I'm out there moving around and exerting that nervous energy somewhere. Right. And then they're just kind of sitting up in that booth watching their son pitch for uh, his but, team. But did it add any pressure to you? If so, how much? I mean, your dad's unusual and that he was a three sport star at Southern Miss. There are not many of them. Yeah. It, to be honest, I never felt any added pressure uh, at all. And my dad's a very, very humble guy. And I didn't really n- know how big of a deal it was until probably fairly recently in the past couple of years that he did play three sports at USM. And, you know, when he would, when people would tell me that, my dad would rarely bring it up. He would always let other people bring it up when I was younger. Yeah, he would pay me to bring it up, actually, in conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't have, as a sixth grader, I didn't have any feel for what three sports in college looks like. And people would be like, your dad played three sports in college. And I'll be like, well, I'm playing three sports right now, too. Like, what's the what's the big deal here? And I don't know. It just never felt like it was added pressure. It was just like, oh, okay, like my dad was pretty but good at But now you know too. what a big deal it was, having played Division One baseball. Yeah, no doubt. But all he did... To be fair, all he did for football was punt. So I don't Uh-oh. really know. Uh oh! Did, did you hear that, Luke? Luke all Johnson. He, all he did was punt. I always <laughs> <laughs> look at those eyes you're getting there. Drew. <laughs> yeah. That's always my my joke towards him. He's now, like, Drew, you're you're headed to UMC for for med school here, as we mentioned, about ten days or so. A lot of coaches are getting out of the college game because of image and likeness and things, having to quote unquote re-recruit their teams every year. You're out now. Are you glad you're done the way that the landscape of college sports appears to be changing? Or would you like to be in and cash in on some of that? Yeah, it's definitely a sticky time to be getting into college athletics. And I myself didn't really want to mess with it because it was it started right in the middle of my career, more towards the end. And so I knew like, I mean, I, I knew that the 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 landscape of college sports was definitely shifting and there's there was a lot of uncertainty for what's going to happen and now it's starting to shape out a little bit as far as well, as far as we can tell and i mean i've always would love to go back and play college sports no matter what the financial aspect of it was but to be out of it now it seems a little just kind of like okay i'm glad i don't have to deal with that but you're seeing some of the ugliness of, and let's take kirsten walter for example this was a guy that everybody yes well then then he decides he's going to go take an image and likeness deal all of a sudden the guy you liked yesterday some of the fickle fan well I'll let him go you know it, it really you're seeing kind of some of the ugliness on um but you can't blame a guy necessarily you don't you've never walked in his shoes as to why any athlete would make that decision to leave Right, yeah, and I would I would never speak ill of any teammates. You know, to each is their own decision, and like you said, like we'll never be in that shoes of of his shoes of being offered or given the opportunity to make this much money. And who are we to say that we would also turn that down? You know, yes, it stinks. It, selfishly, we would like to see uh, guys stay and play for USM, no matter how good or bad their their outcomes are. But that's just not how it's going to be. Well, you stuck here, and you're a real credit to college athletics in Southern Miss, and uh, we're, we're glad you were here. We wish you the best in medical school, and we thank you for being on the Eagle Eye. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Drew Boyd, an example of just the high class of the Southern Miss baseball program. What a great kid, Kelly Sanders. Yeah, and, and always has been. Uh, and the, the way you get to be voted team captain is you, you'll talk to Drew about any one of his teammates, and it's nothing but glowing positive feedback about all of his even even if he had any quote-unquote dirt on his team you're not going to hear that from drew boy no, just absolute nothing but first class and he got uh, dirt on punters though we should, he did we should mention punters. that he did do that a <laughs> yeah. little bit didn't he Rick? all i got to say is and and we were joking before we walked out but i'll take take uh honor on air well all punters do is win okay so if you want to talk about all they do yeah that's why they're on the special teams because, because they can special that's all we do you know all right campus bookmark sponsors uh this segment of the eagle hour and we're glad they do kathleen is such a great lady and uh, they have such great merchandise they're open seven days she works seven days a week on hardy street you could also shop online at campusbookmart.net want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. And the only person on the planet that can't get Alexa to do that is Kelly. But Kelly's used to that with women, so it really comes as no surprise. To you. Not at all. Not you know, at all. I, I thought you were talking Mandarin Chinese when you said yeah. that the first time. How long has it been since all three of us have been in the studio here together? I can't even remember. It's been, it's been several minutes. It's not been not just a minute. Minutes. That's right. Well, it, it was a whole you. different. It's probably last fall. It's been a while. It's been a while, and we're glad you have you here, man. It's good. Yeah, to have glad you to be here. here. Hey guys, how, how about this? Uh, we've been talking the last couple of weeks. What kind of tear Matt Walner's been on? Gets promoted today to the St. Paul Saints. Now from Forest Lake, he is a mere twenty-seven miles from his hometown where he will be playing for the AAA affiliate well, of the Minnesota awesome, Twins. That's yeah. awesome. What a great kid. Another great kid, man. I mean, you, I don't know. Not to beat a dead horse, but you just can't say enough about baseball players and uh, the baseball kids that play on this program. Not not just this program, but but there's a message here. Generally all baseball teams. It, there, there's a message here to young athletes, regardless of the sport. Do, do you see the common thread with college athletes now today? You, 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 have, you need to be respectful. You need to be a good student. You need to be a hard worker uh, because there's a lot of guys out there, right, that could, that could get these scholarships. But if you get your choice, these are the type of guys you're going to want. Anybody 100%. would. He, he got interviewed earlier in the week and um, was being asked about Southern Miss and talked about the relationship he had with his teammates and the coaches. Drew Boyd you're talking about. No, no, I'm talking about Matt Warner. Oh, Matt yeah, Wall- I'm talking about Matt, Matt Warner. Okay. And, but, you know, Boyd said, said as, as much, you know, you, you heard that from him last segment. Warner said that he wouldn't trade that decision for anything in the world because of the relationship that he had at Southern Miss and how much it prepared him for uh, for this next level. On top of that, he's he's like in St. Paul for like one day because he's flying to L.A. today, I would assume today, because he's playing in the Futures game right. tomorrow uh, as a part of the to the kickoff kind of All-Star week. So uh, welcome to uh, AAA, Mr. Walner. Welcome to the Futures game. That's a big deal for a Southern Miss Golden Eagle to play in the Futures here's, game. Here's a Matt Walner story. Kelly will remember this, I think. We had him here in the studio right after he signed his deal. And Kelly asked him, like only Kelly would do, now that you've got all this money, Matt, what's going to be different? And this was his answer. He thought about it a second. He said, 
Well, you know, now I can go to Chick-fil-A as many times a day as I want to. <laughs> Which, hey, if I were the marketing director for Chick-fil-A, I'd have been all over that. <laughs> you remember that, right? I do, I do. Uh, well, what a great story. And there's so many that uh, so many that come out of the baseball program. It's a pleasure that we get to have such an inside seat to that, uh, Luke. I'll be watching that, that tomorrow. Um, 21 home runs. He was in his double-A uh, league. He was, I think, um, eighth in, in on-base percentage. Um, just unbelievable. Second in home runs. And we he, he's still, you know, he's, he's a slugger, so he's going to strike out. But what he's done is, if you look at his minor league stats, he is walking more than really he, he he ever has. And that's what's allowing him, the pitch count, not like being a sucker for, for certain out pitches. He's being more patient at the plate. 21 home runs at the All-Star break. Pretty good for the minor leagues. And the, the word that comes to mind is maturity as a hitter. When you're walking more and you're seeing better pitching, right? So so the difference between a ball and a strike is, is such a fine line, and he obviously is honing that eye. Uh, but as this Southern Miss pitching staff, as deep as it has, another uh, another rostered player for Southern Miss, Luke, has, has decided to, to try the transfer portal. Yeah, Will Tynes, um, the news today hitting the, the portal. And you got to think some of it is who is uh, the fact that as many didn't leave. And right. uh, Will Tynes comes in. He's got three years left. Uh, 88 to, to 92 guys been clocked as high as, as 93. And, I mean, not a guy that, that played that much. But at the same token, man, he, he's a golden eagle. And right. he was on this, this team for the last two years. So um, he's, he's looking for a place to go. 6'2", 195-pound freshman out of Bozier City, um, Louisiana. Richard freshman, I should say. So he's got three years to play. So we wish him the best. Sure. And it's always tough. Um, and, and so here's the thing. The, the transfer portal is created for kids like Will Tynes. Correct. Who, who didn't get on the field as much as, as, as he thought he might. And, you know, because of this unbelievable staff, everybody's coming back. So we wish him the best. And, and so I, I heard the end of the, you know, your, your segment with, uh, with Drew, uh, last. And this is, this is the, the reason why. We have a portal. It's for guys like Tynes to be able to find a place where he can thrive, and, and that's what we want to see happen to him. Can we say with uh, any degree of certainty now that our suspicions that Florida had used the transfer portal to recruit one of our players is now They fact. didn't use the transfer portal because he wasn't in the portal. They they used – they. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. Here, here's – and so the sticky part about that is you can't ever prove – what do you call this, tampering or yeah. illegal contact? Because this is how it works. You'll have – you know, somebody at Florida reach out, you know, somebody remotely connected to Waldrop, whether it's a travel ball coach or a high school guy. I don't know. I'm, I'm not naming. I don't, I don't have any knowledge of who reached out. But it's like third, fourth cousin access. And so you have like, you know, three middlemen. And so the very fact before he hit the portal, we knew he was going in the portal. And we, we knew, knew where, where he was, was going, going shows you that there had been significant Conversation. Right, we knew exactly where we we said that's where he was going uh, the day that the day before I think that he actually yeah. entered the portal and because of the image and likeness situation it could literally be the guy who owns the car dealership you're saying hey yeah, it could I, be anybody. I'd like that's you to correct. maybe that's do right. some commercials for me down here uh, but it, nil is never guys never to be used as a reason for a student athlete to decide that they want to change. <laughs> 
their educational goals no. and career in order to go somewhere. And an SEC never. school would never violate that rule. It never. just it just means more. I mean, Michael Mergens is our sound effects guy. We need to get like a laugh track, and so that when yeah, we're, I should try to find but one. Here, with that on. said, it, with not just with Waldrop, but anybody. He's he's a grown man. He can make grown men decisions, and yeah. uh, I, I think it's I think it's I don't want to be because there is on social media the over the top spiteful nature, I, and I'm putting myself there when I was 20 years old or 21 years old. I, I never I, I stayed at Southern Miss, but at the same time, there is a way to there is a way to be frustrated and disappointed, and I think you know mad that you know you got hosed off your your uh, your your one B ace. From an SEC school because of probably illegal contact, there is a way to do that in a where you recognize what he did for the program, and so well, I kind of want to hit that. I want to hit that middle ground. And and until you have walked in somebody's shoes, you don't know what goes into making those decisions. So you know you can't you can't criticize. We know we know, we know a significant <laughs> amount of what, but not not how many. We just don't know the exact. Figure. Not how many Franklins were involved. But to your point, Kelly, it is it. it this is what it is. I mean, but so, I'm saying that uh, amount uh, of money might have been a really important sure, to his family, sure. where it may not be as important to somebody else. What I'm yeah. saying objectively is, no matter who it is, no matter where they go to school, these guys are making decisions that. They weren't, you know, being allowed or given the responsibility to make these decisions until they were twenty three, twenty four. So here's the thing: there's a tax burden that comes with that. You you learn, you know, when you uproot your life and go somewhere else, there's consequences that come with that, positive or negative. So in some ways, uh, as much as I don't like the system, I mean, you're about to make well, big boy decisions. But, but and here's the other thing: so let's suppose you go to to whatever school. All right. Well, you got no. There's no guarantee that you're going to be the stud. That's what yeah. at that school. That's what frustrates me with the with Waldrop is he doesn't gain much draft stock by going to Florida when he's locked in with a week, weekend. Yeah. You you know where you are right. here, and it's not like Southern Miss mm-hmm. is a is a Johnny come. This is a good program. Well, it will be top but, twenty. Anyway, we've 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 beat a dead horse this the, entire the segment. The good news is the donkeys okay. coming back. Plenty of them. Yeah, we got a yeah. lot of donkeys coming back. The ace is coming back. Who, the ace. Who, yeah. who pitched shut, shut out innings against Cuba, and all is good. All is good also in football. We're about to go into the Sun Belt Conference, and uh, Luke lined this up. We're fixed to get a preview of Texas State, which had a pretty daggum good baseball team. Uh, but we're going to talk football. Continue, well, we're going to continue our, our tour of, of uh, the Sun Belt. A lot, all these Sun Belt guys are not only agreeing to come back later in August to specifically talk football, but been gracious enough to basically introduce our listening base to their university and athletic department as we learn the, the Sun Belt. Texas State next on the Eagle Hour. Don't go anywhere.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Drew Boyd for joining us early in the show. Great pitcher for the Southern Miss baseball team and just an outstanding kid. I want to welcome our friends from Fox TV here who are here shooting a TV commercial for the Eagle Hour, and they got the extra-wide lens on, so we got Kelly. There's a reason why we, we all have faces for radio. Well, there is, and you'll see that when it hits the air. And, of course, in typical style, Luke and I wear our Southern Miss shirts, and, and Kelly being the outlander, he comes here <laughs> in a Pearl River Community College. So we had, we had actually framed some of the shots to – to block the to block. logo. He doesn't have permission to wear that either, so if it shows up, you're going to have to blur it or something like Correct. that. Correct, yeah. Uh-oh. Good job, Sam. Well, and, and look, for the record, you guys know I have a ton of, of Southern Miss stuff, but the last shirt that I got shrunk. I've had it for like a month. And There's I, an answer to that. Yeah. Campus bookmark, <laughs> bookmark on Hardy Street. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. For the sure. reason it shrunk was because of our next sponsor, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Well, <laughs> good Kelly, segue, Bob. Great segue. Kelly's down there eating poor boys and drinking beer seven days a week. Right. They're located right in the shadow of the rock, and they're great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And uh, we just thank the world of Slade and all those guys. And uh, hope you'll have lunch down there and enjoy uh, enjoy some fun on the weekend at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Glad to have our next guest on the Eagle Hour. Brent Freeman is the play-by-play voice for Texas State University. It's so it's so delightful to be talking about the new schools in the Sun Belt Conference. Amen. That the Golden Eagles are going to be dealing with, and uh, so we asked Brent to come on. We're going to get him back a little later to talk about uh, Texas State football. But uh, Brent, thanks for coming on. We were hoping that you would just kind of share some information with us today. Tell our listeners around the state of Mississippi, give them kind of an overview of Texas State University. Sure, guys. And by the way, welcome to the Sunbelt Conference. We're glad to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been about two weeks now since everything became official. And obviously, as you guys know, the dominoes of realignment started falling about this time last year. I remember being at about conference media days and hearing the news that Texas and Oklahoma were headed for the SEC, and everybody knew when that happened that there was going to be widespread impact across the board at the Division One level all the way down. I think you've seen it to NAIA, and um, and I knew that the Sun Belt would be impacted. It was a matter of who then would fit into the conference, and I know when I was looking at prospective schools myself. Southern Miss was one that, that stood out to me. You know, one, the history and tradition, um, you know, of the football program, of the baseball program in recent years, certainly, of some of the others there. Um, I remember there was a home and home between the two schools in football in 2013 and in 2015. Um, so I've gotten to know a little bit about Southern Miss and the gridiron and certainly followed their run of the Super Regionals this past year for baseball that was happening all the while Texas State was having a great baseball year, too, and thinking to myself, man, how good is the Sunbelt Conference going to be in this sport moving forward? Um, but you guys were asking about Texas State. So um, the, the program, the department, has been an FBS one uh, for about uh, 10 years now. Their first year was 2012 when they ushered in the FBS era. Uh, they were actually in the WAC for that, for that first year, um, and uh, then they moved right into the Sun Belt the year after that. Uh, in, in the conference, they've had success across the board in almost every sport. Our women's athletics here are unbelievably good. Volleyball has been a powerhouse. Uh, they had a run of back-to-back uh, uh, championships, almost had three in a row this past year. 
um, in the Sun Belt. They've been an NCAA tournament team, kind of NCAA regulars over the past four or five years. Softball has been a top three program with the Sun Belt, kind of battling with Louisiana over the past five or six years. Uh, women's track and field is, is has been unbelievably successful. Um, our men's basketball program has won back-to-back regular season championships. Our baseball program, uh, Sunbelt regular season champs this past year, they're second in four years and an at-large bid, and they were uh, three outs away from, from being in the Supers as well um, You know, this past year. Uh, a lot of the sports very successful. Football, though, admittedly has been down. Hopefully that doesn't linger much longer, and looking forward to years of, competi- of competing in the West with you guys. Brant, um, Luke Johnson here. Thanks so much for being on with us today. Let's talk about the location of, of Texas State because Southern Miss fans excited. Um, you know, we're within, you know, probably four hours of, of four different schools. Just as a, from the Texas State approach, we love the Sun Belt because it's a smaller footprint. You guys are, you know, represent the the western boundaries of the conference. What's been your experience, you know, kind of being out west and and uh, and yet, you know, the the footprint being a little smaller than it would be in other conferences? Yeah, you know, um, when realignment happened, um, I, I think the writing was on the wall for our travel partner of UTA. Um, you know, there were two teams in the, in the conference uh, in Texas. Uh, UT Arlington was one of them, um, and now they're gone. And, and Little Rock was a travel partner for Arkansas State, also a Western Division team. They are gone. And when you look at the Group of Five level out here in, in the westernmost part, you know, of the Sun Belt's geography, we're the only team in Texas now in, in the conference while well, you have, you know, UTSA and North Texas and, and UTEP and and uh, and Rice, you know, um, in in other Group of Five conferences that aren't there along with us. So there's not a natural geographical rival, you know, for for Texas State. You look at the Sun Belt, those whole, um, you certainly have a, a huge rivalry between the two Louisiana schools, ULM and Louisiana. Um, a Troy's now moving over to the West along with South Alabama, you know, and certainly there's a great geographical rival between those two, um, you know, in Arkansas State. Um, they no longer have their partner with Little Rock, but they've they've been a a great football program in years past. Not necessarily recently, but they've they've had that success before and a great foundation. Um, so there, so you look at the West and across the board in all sports. Uh, there's really good programs out there. Louisiana has had a stranglehold on the West when it comes to football, and certainly they've been a tremendous baseball program over the years. They just won the Sun Belt tournament this past year. Um, you know, ULM has now Terry Bowden as their head coach for the football program. Um, you know, I mentioned Arkansas State. They were bowl regulars, you know, up until the last couple of years. Uh, you know, South Alabama has uh, Kane Womack, you know, a young, exciting head coach, guiding their football program. And uh, their baseball and basketball programs have been very strong as well. And, you know, certainly Troy has had, you know, its success across the board in all sports, too. So while a lot of the, ge- the, the geography is, is uh, tighter in terms of location than the east, it's a little more widespread in the west. Um, these aren't huge TV markets, but they, are, they have great fan bases and great traditions. I think Southern Miss is going to fit right in. Yeah, one of the things that we've been thankful for is is what the apparent leadership um, in in the Sun Belt with Keith Gill. And to your point, realignment didn't mean media markets; it meant like programs and success on the field. What's been Texas State, you know, perception of Sun Belt leadership since you've been in the conference? Sure, you know, and, and by the way, we, we mentioned um, 
TV markets. You know, for those who don't know about Texas State, San Marcos is right in the middle of Austin and um, San Antonio. So it's easy to get to to Texas State. You can fly into either major metropolitan city. Uh, it's a great college town. Enrollment is the third largest in the state. We're around 40,000 undergraduate students here at Texas State. It's a very large university. Um, it's a great, again, you know, college city, a lot of great local eateries and places to go. And if you want to venture out of San Marcos, again, Austin and San Antonio are, are literally right down I-35. In terms of leadership, you, getting back to your question, we have a new athletic director, uh, Don Coriel. Uh, he's been with the university in athletics for about 16, 17 years now, and he was promoted from within when our previous AD decided to retire, Larry Tice. Um, and then our university president, uh, Denise Trout, retired shortly, made her retirement announcement shortly uh, after our AD did. So now we have a new president who ironically comes here from Arkansas State, Kelly Dampus. Um, both guys are, are relatively young in their careers and their professions, um, and both have a lot of energy and great vision for the university. Um, I think the leadership really showed this past year under uh, Don Coriolis' first year as AD as Texas State won the um, Boobas Cup, which is basically the Commissioner's Cup for the Sunbelt Conference uh, that recognizes all the on-field success for all your programs, and it was the second for this program in the last four years. So between athletic departments, uh, new university presidents, our head coaches, the leadership here has been uh, tremendous, and it needs to be because the Sun Belt, with their leadership in all these now 14 schools, is really good. So the level of competition is only getting uh, uh, tougher, so your leadership has got to be uh, up there with them. All right, Brent, can you hang on for another segment with us, short, short break, and uh, continue our conversation? Yeah, sure. Uh, sounds good, guys. All right, Brent Freeman from uh, Texas State University going to be joining us uh, in the last segment of the show. Gives us time to remind you another reason Kelly shirts aren't fitting is Mobe Beignet. Uh, but, boy, it's worth it, isn't it, Kelly? Yeah, but the, the powder gets – you don't want to wear a black knit uh, don't shirt wear, if you're don't going to – Don't wear black yeah. Mobe Beignet. I had my first in-store What'd beignet you experience What'd you the other day. It was better than what I had in the roost because they were stinking fresh the other morning. Right. But it was the same. I got the other morning, I did the buttercream syrup. And That's good stuff. Yeah. They cook them as you order them. Here's what you do you pour the syrup into the powdered sugar and mix it up a little bit and you get a little icing. And that solves your mm. dust cloud experience. Mm. Mm. Go, go on. Go on. <laughs> Mo Bay Beignet on Hardy Street, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. Brent Freeman continues uh, with all of us here in the Southern Bank Corps studio right after this. Final segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. 
Bob Luke and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Women's tennis senior Monique Burton named a finalist for the 2022 NCAA Woman of the Year Award. Pretty impressive for um, Monique, and uh, go win it all. Here we go. All right, back uh, back with Brent Freeman from Texas State University. It is we, we never want to get that backward, Brent. Is it Texas State or the University of Texas State? Texas State University, but go. never call us TSU, please. Never. We will. We People will call us Southern Miss University, and we never want to be called SMU either. So, Kelly, go ahead. <laughs> Brent, one of the, one of the things that uh, – now, I go back to the days when, when Texas State was Southwest Texas State University. Mm-hmm. Right? It shows you how mm-hmm. old I am. But one of the things that has been consistent over the years is the school's sterling reputation when it comes to partying. Every year, a particular publication that, is, that comes out about football season lists the top schools and their ability to party. He waited an entire segment to ask that question. Luke. <laughs> sorry, Brent. We're, we're sorry for this guy. Go ahead, Kelly. Don't, don't apologize, guys. So i uh, give you a little bit of background on me in the Cliff Notes version here. I'm a graduate from this university, graduated in the class of 06, and um, I took the, the, the long path to a degree because when I started going to school, school here, it still was Southwest Texas. Um, I was on the, what they called the six-year program. So um, <laughs> I'm very there, familiar, very familiar with the uh, reputation, and and uh, you have a student body of forty thousand, you know, and and eighteen to twenty-two year olds want to get out and have a good time, and you know, here in downtown San Marcos, we have what we call the square, um, a number of bars and restaurants, and you know, places to hang out. You know, uh, there's a lot of you know, dorms and apartments and a lot of get-togethers. So you put, you put that many students into a, uh, a city the size of St. Marcus, they're going to get together and have a good time. Let's just put it that way. Hey, and, and no reason to apologize for that. When, when the Eagles uh, come there uh, later on this fall, I might be right in there with them. But let's talk academically about, about Texas State. If fill, mm-hmm. fill in this blank, Brent. Uh, students who really want to be good at blank should enroll at Texas State. Well, broadcasting, obviously. (laughs) Um, uh, They do have a a very good journalism program here. It's one that I I came from through their mass comm department. We we also have a tremendous uh, business school here um, over at Texas State, the McCoy School of Business. Um, so, you know, there are a variety of options. I wouldn't say that there's one particular thing that we are known for here. It feels that any you get a degree in anything, you have a chance at succeeding. The alumni base is tremendous. It expands well beyond Texas and the major areas here, beyond uh, Houston, Dallas, Austin, and San Antonio. You'll run into alums, you know, in California, as we did when the baseball team played at the Stanford Regional. Um, I think a few years back we went to Hattiesburg. We ran into, to, into some alumni there. Um, but in terms of, you know, uh, what, what we're known for with education, I would say business, journalism stand out the most to me. Brant, um, ask Jay Walker from, from Louisiana this the other day. We, we've heard a lot about certain venues, um, particularly, you know, what Boone's like in the fall. Um, you know, a few other – he was just kind of walking us through a, a few different um, venues. What's your favorite place to call uh, a, a game? And, and you can pick the sport in the Sun Belt Conference. And, and what are some of the, the locations Southern Miss fans should get excited about? 
Well, um, I'm going to give you know Jay a shout out here. He's my guy from Louisiana. When you go to their place for baseball, it is unbelievable. Um, they'll draw three, four thousand about every game. Their fans are very engaged, hanging on about every pitch. They have what they call the Cajun Cooking Club out beyond the fence in right field, and they have a group of their fans that will just smoke meats, barbecue chicken, you know, um, sides of you know, cream corn or whatever, and they will feed the opposing teams. They, they feed the opposing broadcasters. We get this styrofoam-to-go thing just full of barbecue meat in, like, the sixth inning. I appreciate the gesture, but I can't exactly eat it at that time. Um, so that's, for me, across all the sports – um, and in terms of environment, I don't think it gets a whole lot better than that. But I will say, watching your baseball team in their run of the Supers and, 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 and seeing, you, seeing your ballpark and the way it was filling out throughout your conference tournament, throughout the, the regionals, um, I can't wait to catch baseball there. Well, you're going to be in for a real treat when you come to Pete Taylor Park. We eat a lot of good food. Our fans are very, very humble. Very quiet, not cocky at all. Uh, yeah, right. we, we treat all of our opponents with the utmost respect. Yeah, right. It, it happens, but <laughs> just get used to it. it it's going to be it's going to be a, a great to uh, to play the Bobcats for sure. Hey, great conversation with you. We really appreciate your time. Looking forward to talking to you again when we get a little closer to football. Sounds great, guys. Looking forward to it. All right, that's got to wrap up the Eagle Hour for this week. Great to have you here with us, Luke. Don't call them TSU, which I feel Don't like call them TSU. the roost will next year in baseball. You can tell they have a lot to learn if he thinks Lafayette is the greatest baseball environment. He just hasn't seen anything yet, has he? And, and for the record, I just want to say it's, it is great to see Luke Johnson, and he does more than just just punt. Did you hear that, Drew Boyd? <laughs> he does. He's a he's a real he's a legend among legends, no question. That wraps up this Eagle Hour. We'll be back Monday at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.